Welcome to the Stop Dieting Podcast, hosted by best-selling, award-winning author and renowned weight loss expert, David Medansky. If you struggle to lose weight or you've lost weight and gained it back, you'll want to listen each week. Each week, you will learn tips for healthy weight loss without going on a diet, without having to follow an exercise program, without counting calories, or having to purchase special meals or products. The Stop Dieting Podcast is more than just about healthy and sustainable weight loss. You will also learn how you can have more energy, feel better, get rid of brain fog, and improve your overall health. Stay tuned for another informative and insightful episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. Welcome to another episode of Stop Dieting. Today, we have a very special guest. I'm looking forward to learning about her health and wellness journey and how she's helping women over 40. Her name is Nurit Rach. Welcome, Nurit. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm super excited to share and chat and learn all. No? Excellent. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into health and wellness. You had your own little journey. I did. I did. So I'm originally from Mexico City, and then we moved to live in England, and I did my master's, and I was working, and I was traveling the world, and then we moved to the States, and I kept traveling, and I had children and a husband, and it got to a point that I just didn't prioritize myself or my health, and I started to eat, you know, you're traveling, you eat whatever is out there, and I just didn't feel good. So I completely burnt out. I put on a lot of weight. Nothing would fit in my closet. It was traumatizing. And I just, I was desperate to find a solution that was not another diet because throughout my life, I had like slow metabolism and I would try everything. And at the time it was like, don't eat fats, don't eat carbs, you know, all these things. So I did it all. I've tried it all. And when I completely went down, I was like, you know what? Something here isn't quite working. And I need to bring my food science background to some of food science food scientist by training, together with something else. So I went back to school and I studied holistic nutrition coaching and hormone health. And when I put the two together, I created a program that really worked. And I was like, whoa, no more dieting, healthy lifestyle forever. That's how it needs to be. And it took into account hormone changes for women and aging. And with that, it just was something that I just wanted to share with everybody. And that's when I started to do more of this health and wellness for more people, not just for myself. What is one piece of advice you can give the audience about what you changed in your diet that helped you with your weight loss journey? Okay, don't be afraid of healthy fats <laughs> because I grew up being really afraid of fats. I don't know, it was a time, I guess. And then make sure you're eating enough good protein. I would say you can do those two things and drink water. But there's so many things, right? But those just snippets. And it's not about changing your whole way of eating. It's about really focusing on the good things that will help your body and your cells thrive in a beautiful way. And then when you feel better, you're like, oh, I want more of this instead of things that make you feel bad. Well, when you say good protein, what do you mean by good protein? I mean, it can be either plant-based or animal-based. It depends on you. I eat animal protein because I think it's faster for the hormones to react. Animal protein has a complete set of amino acids, whereas vegetable protein, even though it's very good, you need to mix and match to come up with a proper amino acid profile. And I'm saying things like 
fish. I love fish. It's really good for you. Good sources of protein can be chicken. Make sure it's organic so there's no added hormones or nasties in there. If you do eat beef, which I recommend doing like once a week, you can have grass-fed beef, which has a better profile of fatty acids that actually do you good instead of club your your arteries, you know? So when you do all these things, you're actually focusing on the right proteins. Eggs are amazing, nuts are fabulous, pulses, but mix and match. So you're getting different nutrients from different things. When you talk about nuts, we're talking about raw and unsalted nuts, correct? 100%, 100%. When you roast them, what happens from the food science side is it starts to develop chemicals that may not be as good for you. And rancidity actually causes inflammation in your body. So you need to prevent that. So raw is better. And yeah, I, I have a handful of nuts every day. I top my breakfast with nuts. I like it's such a good source of healthy fats, but also some protein and really beneficial omega threes in some cases or other fatty acids that do your brain, your hormones so much good. So if you can balance, that would be amazing. What type of nuts do you recommend? Okay, for women, well, nuts, please have some. They're really, really good for hormone health. But any nut, like I do walnuts, almonds, pecans, and then seeds are also really good and we tend to forget about them. So sunflower seeds and what other ones I like? I like pumpkin seeds and I tend to spice them up so I'm not bored. You know, so if you add like turmeric and a little bit of black pepper, that actually emphasizes the anti-inflammatory properties of the turmeric and it gives you a snack that is delicious and you don't get bored. I also find when people go on diets, like narrow-minded diets, A, you're focused on your goal and the minute you get to your goal, you forget about everything and you go back to your old self, which doesn't really work. And the other thing that we tend to do is repeat the same things. And with that, you just get bored. And when you get bored, boredom brings like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I highly recommend to mix and match and make it exciting and add spices and flavors. I mean, I'm a super foodie. So when you can do all of that, you really are making sure that your taste buds are excited, you're getting the right nutrients, and it's something enjoyable. And I think we tend to forget that food should be this beautiful, enjoyable part of your day. It's not just running and eating. It's like, take the time to really enjoy the food that you're putting into your body, which will make your beautiful cells, which will make your beautiful life. Yeah, food uh, needs to be enjoyable, but it's also fuel for our body. So we need to give it the right fuel. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm sure you experience this, right? When you're not giving it the right tools, let's just say you're giving your body donuts and sugar and white flowers. That will be the components that your body will need to use to make your cells. But those cells are not going to be happy, healthy cells. They're going to be like cells, you know, you need them to be really strong and, and healthy so you can continue to live a beautiful, healthy life. So when you feed your body with whole foods, you are providing all those right tools for the cells to be the right ones for your body to play the right way. Your body wants to work with you. Your body wants to be happy and it wants to be healthy. So if you give it the right things, it will do its part. And sugar, we know, is addicting. It's also a drug, in my opinion, and it's also very inflammatory to the body, correct? 
So bad for you. I mean, it's scary because as a food scientist, I know all the names and it's hidden, right? It's hidden in all these foods and processed foods. What happens with sugar is you really want to keep your blood sugar level, let's just say in this level, in, a, in the middle level. If you eat too much, your body doesn't know what to do with that and it goes and it stores it as fat. But if you don't eat enough, it actually stores it as fat and uses your muscle for energy. So that's when you start to put on weight. So you really want to maintain this beautiful level of blood sugar in your bloodstream. And that is made by not eating simple sugars or trying to avoid all those things. And then the addiction part comes because, let's just say, you eat a donut and then your insulin spikes and blood sugar spikes, your insulin spikes to deal with this sugar, removes it from your blood because it's not good for you. And then you crash. And the first source of energy for your body, the fastest is sugar. So then you crave another donut. So you eat it again. And it's like a vicious cycle. That's where it becomes so addictive. And it's so bad for us. It creates inflammation. It creates extra belly fat. It creates extra fat around your body and your organs. It, it's something that we should really avoid. But that doesn't mean that natural, beautiful things are sweet, like maple syrup everyone now and again. Well, or cinnamon, I tend to find that cinnamon or sweet potatoes have the natural sweetness that it like covers my, my cravings. Because I love, I love sweet things, but I've learned to eat the right ones. And we're talking about the refined sugar being bad for you, not the natural occurring sugar, correct? Exactly. So fruits, they have, have sugar, but it's fructose, it's natural sugar, and it, co it comes with all these fibers and antioxidants and like phytochemicals are so good for us. So those keep eating, don't stop. Whereas the simple sugars, the added sugars, the things that are in the food industry, when you read your ingredients declaration, they come in order of the most to the least, right? And if in the first two, three, four, five, you have sugar of some sort, avoid. <laughs> like don't go, there. it's just so bad for you. Yeah, that's usually what I recommend for, you know, my clients when, they think calories are the same, they're not. And the example I use is an apple, which is about 90 to 100 calories. However, it has a lot of you know, nutritional benefits, a lot of phytonutrients, and it takes your body about 25 calories to digest because of the fiber and everything. If you eat a Hershey bar, which is about 125 calories, there's no nutritional value and takes your body zero calories to process. Exactly. And then the same thing happens, right? Your blood sugar spikes, it puts it as fat. And then when you're trying to lose weight, it makes it really, really hard. Whereas the apple has all this fiber that is so beneficial for your gut health, as well as all the benefits of the natural apple. So yeah, that's when, you know, when people say, oh no, but I'm counting my calories and I'm not going over whatever amount. I'm like, stop counting calories, just eat whole foods because then you will feel full with the right things. Exactly. And, and, and that's what I tell people when you eat for your health, your weight loss journey will take care of itself. Could not agree more. <laughs> now, you mentioned eggs for protein. I just want to go back and touch on that a little bit because not all eggs are of equal quality. And so they do a lot of marketing to mislead people with cage-free and range-free eggs, and, and that's misleading. So I always recommend pasture eggs which means that the hens forage for their own food. They eat their own bugs and, and the grass. And you got to be careful on the cartons because if it says, you know, special feed or grain fed, that's usually corn or soy. 
Yeah, which tends to be genetically modified. So it's kind of scary because you think an egg is an egg, right? But it would be the same with, with beef. If you have pasture fed, that means they're roaming around, they're doing their thing, they're eating grass and the natural things that are in nature that they're supposed to be eating. And then your egg is of the best quality with the best nutrients, right? The right amount of omega-3s and 6 and the right balance of proteins for you. Whereas when you eat eggs that have been fed GMO grains or things that the chicken are not used to eating from like historically, it produces an item that is not as beneficial to you, the same as any processed meat or any processed chicken. And I don't even want to go there because I've been to the factories and it's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll avoid that part of it. <laughs> yeah. Now, you specialize in helping women with hormonal imbalance. How did you get into that? Okay, so as a type A high achiever that I was, you know, after 35, your hormones started to shift. And people think menopause is like the whole time, but it's not really. You have perimenopause, which is leading up to menopause. Menopause is one day that marks 12 months of not having your period, and then you're in postmenopause. But the perimenopause period can be really long. It can start at 35, 40, and last for 10, 12 years. And then you have another two years after, right? And that stage, I think, as women, that we're always giving, 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 providing for the family, for our kids, for work, we tend to forget about ourselves. And I started to get very much into the, but I want to be able to be present with my children and my family and at work at 100%. And I don't feel that this midlife should be the end of my life. Like, oh, you reach midlife. That's the end. Goodbye. You know, we're here for the long run. And there's another 40 years of amazing things to do. So I really got into this idea of if we feed our body the right things, your hormones get balanced. You have less of these nasty symptoms that everybody's suffering with. You can have a better life. You can concentrate better. You can actually not put on weight or lose the weight. You can have this mental ability. You're not as anxious. You're not as nervous. You're calmer. And this not only translates in the now, which is obviously very important, but in amazing health for the future because you can prevent bone issues and you can prevent mental decline and you can prevent being that fatty old woman when you don't feel 100%, you don't look as good as you'd like. So when you can combine everything by managing your hormone health now, it makes a huge impact in the future of our health. And therefore, I believe in the happiness of the people that surround us. What are some of the symptoms of hormonal imbalance? Oh my God. Okay. So many, but here we go. Belly fat is one of them or extra weight that you just can't get rid of. Lack of concentration, anxiousness, like hot sweat. What else happens? There's this kind of, sometimes people start to have like higher cholesterol problems with heart, but those are things that you don't notice until you go to the doctor, right? Then there's things like mood swings, like nobody wants to be around you because you're like, firing one day and then crying in the next day, you really start to forget things, which is very annoying. It's like, oh, what did I keep to do here for? Like, why, why am I here? Or, or in a meeting and you forget the words and you want to still perform, but you can't because your hormones are messing it up. You get sleep issues as well. You might not sleep the same. So you wake up in the middle of the night, let's say two, three o'clock in the morning, and then you, you didn't sleep through the night. And that also has a 
kind of detrimental effect overall. So all these things are because of your hormones being imbalanced. What do you recommend for people to find out if their hormones are imbalanced and how they can get them rebalanced? Okay. So most likely if you're 40 plus, you're, you're going through perimenopause. The test, like if somebody were to say, oh, just test your hormones in your blood, is not really the best way of finding out because your hormones may be perfect one day, which is when you test it, and terrible the next day. They fluctuate so much, right? What happens is your, your hormones are just going like this until they find their next level. So they're all over the place and you wouldn't be able to know. So if you're finding that you have any of the symptoms that we mentioned today, most likely you're in perimenopause. And most likely if having a healthier diet that is focused on balancing your hormones will help you. And to that, adding things like stress relief and movement. That's why I, I love a holistic approach to things. I find that when you do it holistically, everything starts to settle. Because if you are eating all the right things, but you're super stressed, you're still going to put on weight. You're not going to be able to lose the fat and you're not going to be a happy person. So it's balancing everything, really. That's what you do to help people, correct? Exactly. Exactly. We have like this amazing method where we approach it holistically, but also it's not like I don't bombard people with all the information in one go. It's like slow changes, little changes that make it a lifestyle forever. So all my clients continue to live this very healthy, happy lifestyle where it's never a diet anymore. You never count calories. You just know what works for your body, but you also give yourself permission that 10 or 20% of your time, you have your done. And then it's not like this restricted, narrow-minded diet that you're going to drop off the minute you finish and get to your goal. It's, it's your lifestyle. And then you know that didn't make you feel that good and you're okay. And next day you go back to your normal, beautiful way of eating and living and then it's forever. So you're not recommending being a, a food purist per se, you can still enjoy a piece of chocolate cake or pumpkin pie or pecan pie, just not overindulge and just not make it a routine or a habit, correct? Exactly, exactly. But if you know that you can have it, it's less of a, what am I going to do? And you don't, you don't need to hide. Have your piece of cake. Have it in that 10% of your time and then go back to your normal. And I think that makes it for a less traumatic or restricted way of living. It makes for joyful living, which is what I really think we should all be having. And and then, yeah, I love chocolate. Why wouldn't, you know what I mean? And I love a good pecan pie. <laughs> like, I love it. Like Thanksgiving, is, like, when Thanksgiving comes around, it's like, woo, pecan pie time. But it's a small slice and it's delicious and I enjoy it. And that's it. Yeah, that's that's what I do. I enjoy a piece of chocolate cake, but instead of eating the whole piece, like I used to, I, I eat a small portion of it or a sliver of pie instead of a whole piece of pie. And I don't do it on a regular basis. It's more of a treat. Exactly. It's perfect. And then add some nuts with it. So you balance your blood sugar and you'll be better off. <laughs> yes. And I, I know that I have to avoid certain foods. I'm addicted. So if I start eating M&Ms or those potato chips or a, a Hershey bar, I know I won't stop. So I treat myself like an alcoholic. I'm not, but I just know if I start, I won't stop. So I haven't touched that stuff in over six years. Well, you look good for it. You know, you have to know yourself. I always say that it's so important to understand our bodies. There's not one size fits all. I can tell you, I don't do well with grains. 
I had high blood sugar at some point and I had to go in, into a more restricted diet in that regards. My body responded well. It's back to normal. I have them every once in a while, but I tend not to eat them because my body is not happy. So I think finding what works for you is so, so critical. And like you said, it's like for you, that doesn't work. So how amazing that you know it. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% that not one size fits all and everybody's different. And we all have different likes and dislikes. So you have to figure out what you like that's good for you, that is good for your body, and then focus on that. And that's, I agree with you on that because what we tend to focus on expands. A hundred percent. That's why I always say focus on what you can eat and not what you cannot eat. It's a completely different approach, right? It's a happy approach. Yeah, exactly. What is your opinion or position about exercise for losing weight? Okay. Yes, you should move. Now, when it gets to women at this age, it's really important to maintain muscle mass because as estrogen declines, our muscle mass is also declining. So when you maintain muscle mass by adding things with weights or your own strength and your own body weight, you maintain that muscle mass for longer, which will not only provide better bones and better health in the future, muscle burns fat so you can eat more. <laughs> so I think the two things together are very important. So exercise is critical. I think it should be something you enjoy. I think it doesn't have to be harsh and sometimes harsh exercise or over-exercising causes stress in the body, which is what happened to me when I was younger and I didn't realize I used to exercise two and a half hours every day. And it was too much. My body was like, what are you doing? So I didn't get any results whatsoever. Whereas my sister was lying in the couch and she would have a six pack. And I was like, what's going on? But, you know, you learn, you live, you learn. And now I think a 30 minute walk, just anything that you can incorporate into your day in a practical manner that keeps you moving. It's so much more beneficial than saying, oh, but if it's all or nothing, you know, it's not a two hour session once a month. It's like just 15 minutes walk around the block and or another 15 minutes later in the evening or that 30 minutes dance around while you're cleaning the house, whatever works for you that makes you happy. And then as women, we do need to incorporate weights a little bit during the week, about two or three times. I know that in doing my research for some of the books I've written, I learned that 95% of our weight issues are based on what we put into our body. And the other 5% is, like you said, for hormones and physical activity. And that's one of the myths out there is people feel they have to exercise to lose weight. And I know with the holidays approaching, people getting ready to make yet another resolution to get fit and lose weight. And what happens is they go to the gym for, you know, three weeks and they're eating healthy and the scale's not moving. And I had that happen with one of my clients. So I asked him, I said, are you exercising more? He goes, yeah, I'm walking five miles a day and I'm riding my bike. I said, well, how do your clothes feel? He goes, oh, they're loose. In fact, I have more energy and people are asking me if I'm losing weight. He said, but the scale's not moving. I said, don't go by the scale because what's happening you're replacing the fat with muscle. And as you and I both know, muscle and fat weigh the exact same amount. Five pounds is five pounds. The difference being muscle is denser, so it takes up less room. And that's why our clothes will fit looser, even though the scale's not moving. And then that's where people give up because they say, well, the scale's not moving, it's not working, so why should I keep doing it? And that's what happens. Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that because clients of mine, same thing. But I weigh the same. I'm like, how are your clothes? Oh, they feel so good. I fit into my jeans that I haven't 
fit in like in the last three years. I'm like, do you care about the number or do you care about how you feel and look? What's important? So with some of them, I tend to ask them to measure themselves when we start because one of them lost inches and inches and inches, like just, you know, inflammation and weight and everything just started to go down. The scales didn't move, but who cares? She feels good. She looks better. Her clothes fit. She's much, like you said, much more energetic and happy. Who cares about the scale? Exactly. Yeah. I know it's interesting also with walking. Rebel Wilson, the actress, lost 77 pounds in a year simply walking an hour each day. And I have clients who will come back and say, I don't have an hour to walk each day. And as you mentioned, break it up into little segments. Because I know Mindy Callis, she lost weight. And what she did is when she had a 10 or 15 minute break, instead of being on social media or texting friends, she'd go for a 10 or 15 minute walk. Well, if you do that four or five or six times a day, you're walking, you know, 40, 50, 60 minutes and throughout the day, which is probably more beneficial. Exactly. And then you have your 60 minutes or whatever. And a walk, 10 minute walk after dinner is so beneficial for you. It manages to balance your blood sugar levels. It's really good. So if you can spread it throughout the day, sometimes I just take business calls and meetings on the phone and I go for a walk while I'm talking. Hey, I think better. And two, I'm moving. It's awesome. So I think it's more about finding the right way that works practically in your day-to-day life. How important is getting adequate and enough sleep for your hormonal balances? Key. Absolute like key. Everything's important, right? But sleep is so, so critical. And I find that people don't have the right evening routines or morning routines to be able to deliver on that beautiful night's sleep. So I always tell my clients at least an hour before bedtime, no more screens, just disconnect. Not only, you know, the light doesn't let you sleep and melatonin doesn't release the same way, but you really need to let your brain kind of quiet down and find something that you enjoy doing, like listen to music, read a book, put a candle, journal, anything that can let your body start to let go. It's really important. And for some people that are very, when their brain keeps going, like the journaling can help so much because then you can just bring it out of your head and have a better night's sleep. And then in the mornings, if you've managed to move and be outside for a little while, that sun will help you release the right amount of melatonin at night. So everything's connected, but sleep is so critical for us to feel good. And the environment for sleep is also important. I mean, a lot of people have a TV in their bedroom and end up watching TV. They'll have their cell phones that light up. They'll have electronics. So I usually tell people to remove those from the bedroom. And also make it as dark as possible and keep your room as cool as possible. What are your thoughts on that? Couldn't agree more. So I've never had a TV in my room. That was my rule number one when I got married. I don't like TVs in the room. I just feel they just disturb the energy. And if I want to watch something, I'll go downstairs and watch something. And then I'll come upstairs to my room. And as you said, phone needs to stay outside. If it's your alarm, make sure it's in a sleep mode that you can't access. You know, just don't. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, don't be tempted to grab your phone. It's the worst thing you can do. Just let it be. So I always leave everything like outside and try to have, as you well said, like a good environment for sleep. Less noise, less light. None of these electronics like flying around. 
Yeah, that we agree on that. I yeah, couldn't agree more. So critical, right? It's it's massive. And it's simple little things that people can implement and do. Exactly. And I don't know, I sometimes feel that with all the trends and everything that we hear, it can be so overwhelming to understand what we can really do and should do versus what are just fads. And I think simple things like this, just bring your phone out of the bedroom. Don't look at electronics at night. Eat whole foods or concentrate on eating whole foods. Drink enough water. Little things will definitely change your life and allow you to have this like beautiful, healthy lifestyle. And as you well said, that will bring the weight loss with it. It just happens. Your body will react. And of course, every woman wants to feel good and look good, but I think it's a combination of the two when you really shine and you can deliver what you're here to do in this world. And we all have this amazing, I guess, I find that we are here for a reason. And if you can deliver on that reason by being your best, healthiest self, why not? Exactly. When you talk about water, it's very important because you need to stay hydrated and Research shows that 75% of the U.S. adult population or U.S. population is chronically dehydrated. And I guess there's a direct correlation between people being overweight, which is 72% of the U.S. adult population. I know a lot of times what happens is when people think they're hungry, they're actually thirsty. Yes. So my first gift to my clients is a water bottle. (laughs) It's funny because I bring my water bottle with me everywhere I go. It's like, my husband's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it has to come. But drinking water and also not like if you have it with you, it'll be easier to drink. That's why I want this to be really practical. Have it with you, you'll be drinking. Make it to have a straw, you'll be drinking. You won't need to have to think about it and go and get a glass of water. How much water do you recommend for people to drink? If they're of normal weight, not obese, I would say have your weight in ounces. And then increase if it's a really hot day or if you exercise a lot or if like you, like me, I do hot yoga, obviously increase it a little bit, but that's about right. Most people need like two liters, which is eight glasses, more or less. Yeah, about 64 ounces. Exactly. Yeah, that's usually what I recommend as a minimum. And like you said, if you're exercising or doing a lot of physical activity or in a hot environment, like I live in Phoenix. So in the summertime, we have to drink more water because you don't realize that you're perspiring because you don't sweat, you don't perspire, you don't feel that. Completely, completely, yes. Yeah, and some of our foods provide that water, but I always say, grab your water bottle, bring it with you, it'll change your life. (laughs) It does, I swear. Well, the other thing about staying hydrated is it helps with your skin, it helps avoid the wrinkles, and it, it keeps you, you know, looking youthful too. Yeah, it really does. And it also helps your body work the right way because when it's dehydrated, it goes into stress. So you need to prevent that. Yeah, it helps flush out the toxins and everything else in your bodies. Usually tell people, think of it this way. A person can survive without food for about 40 days. A person can only survive without water for about three or four days. So what does that tell you? (laughs) Which one's more important, right? Exactly. Yeah, completely, completely. So what's the best way for the audience to reach out to you? Okay, so you can find me on my website. It's www.nuditreich.com. I also have an amazing guide with like six top things to do every day. Super practical. If you want to lose weight and balance your hormones and increase your energy, 
the link will be shared, I think, and it's yes. also on my website. And I'm also on Instagram at Nuri Reich. So either or, I'm here for you. I just love sharing this passion and knowledge and helping anybody. Can you spell Nuri Reich for the audience so they can get it right? Sorry, my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's N-U-R-I-T-R-A-I-C-H. Uh, that's awesome. And then you have um, a program coming up at the beginning of January, correct? Correct. Yes. I'm super excited. It's a group program where we're going to actually make this healthy lifestyle happen and rebalance all these hormones, lose the extra weight and belly fat, increase the energy, be able to concentrate, manage all these nasty symptoms that we discussed that are caused by hormones. We're going to deal with all of that in the course of 90 days. All together, really full on. It's going to be amazing. So please reach out if you're interested. I'd love to help. And how can they inquire about the program? You can always write to me at hello at nuritraich.com. So that's H-E-L-L-O at N-U-R-I-T-R-A-I-C-H.com. Or through my website, you'll find the links there. Or at Instagram, DM me. I'm always there. So not always, not at night because we keep the phone out of the room. But I'm always there to help. Terrific. Well, thank you so much. This is very exciting to talk to you today and learn more about you. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and knowledge with the audience too. Oh, it's a pleasure, David. Like I love finding other people that believe in how food and a healthy lifestyle can improve what we do in this planet. So it was great chatting with you today. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Stop Dieting Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe so you won't miss a single episode to get more healthy eating and lifestyle tips. Motivate and inspire others to be healthy by sharing with your friends. 